0: Welcome to the last part of our look at the 15th century in chapter 12. And uh, we're going to be taking a look at the Americas in this one. So uh, two major empires we're going to be looking at are the Aztecs and the Incas. uh, And we're going to do a little comparison on them as well. So we're going to start off in Mexico uh, with the Aztecs. Uh, They are uh, the Mexica people. Uh, They were, or they're descended from the Mexica people, and they were a semi-nomadic group. Um, that then decided to settle down, and they built a capital at Tenochtitlan, Tichlan, uh, which is modern day Mexico City. And that city hosted about 150 to 200,000 people, so pretty big. And uh, it's kind of like a Venice as well, to do it kind of comparison to a city, because you have these uh, streets that are canals instead, and you've got uh, chinapas, which are these floating um, islands uh, that then you uh, grow your crops on. And so they um, they have those on the lake. And um, Lake Texaco, Tixa, Tixa, and um, it's kind of really, it's a really unique thing. Now, there's one problem with it in that then they build Mexico City on top of it, and it's kind of on fault lines, and it's not not the most stable for a modern-day city, so they have some problems with that today. But uh, on it, with what they're doing, they're able to create some uh, canals to, again, move around on. They, they have the chinapas to grow food around there. Uh, it's very productive, uh, and you don't have to really worry about watering the crops too much. And, uh, you have very large temples that are able to be built because of the resources they have. Um, with this city being their base of operations, they then go about and conquer most of Mesoamerica, uh, within about a hundred years. Uh, and so by about 1428, they, they have full control and, uh, they force people to give them their, uh, textiles uh, to serve in the military, uh, to make jewelry, to give them food, um, and everything else as kind of a taxation thing. But they also, with that, they really um, emphasize the idea of a, kind of a capitalist system, and we're going to see a, a, a juxtaposition to here when we get to the Incas, uh, but they, they build really large markets to uh, promote trade uh, and going on. So maybe I shouldn't say capitalist. It's probably going a little bit too far um, with the claim there, but they, they create more of a open market system, um, which are known as uh, Pochtecas. Well, then they have Pochtecas go there, sorry. Those are their merchants. And so um, these merchants going around and trading at different cities make make lots of money or or can. And um, the one thing is, though, they don't like raise up or rise up to be like high-level members of society. They're still kind of commoners. And uh, the last major thing here, we're going to go with the Aztecs. Uh, to know a little bit more about their culture, is that uh, they practice human sacrifice. Um, their religion uh, is kind of builds off the Mayans, where we had human sacrifice. They continue it. Um, the gods need uh, the blood to nourish them so that they can keep things going. And um, they usually sacrifice POWs and slaves. And again, this is similar to the Mayans. And this is actually going to lead to a major issue, because when um, the Spaniards come in, the conquistadors, and they want to go in and, and and take them over and they start fighting against it. The fighting style is completely different. One, there's a major difference in technology, um, but you don't really have that many Spaniards to um, to uh, to make a huge difference. If you had all the, the Aztecs going about and, and trying to kill, um, they, they'd be able to take them out. Uh, the problem is, um, the one, the people that are being conquered and being put through the human sacrifices aren't too thrilled about it, and so they want to resist... And as well, when you're fighting to get POWs, that's a lot different than fighting to kill. So Europeans fight to kill; they, um, the uh, the Aztecs try to capture POWs. So it's a it's a major difference in fighting, and um, the the Europeans' all-out attack is is gonna uh, cause some problems for them. Now, further south, we got the Incas. Uh, they come about in the 15th century, and they'll go until about the um, Well, until about the 16th century, when the Europeans come in under uh, uh, Pizarro, Francisco Pizarro, and um, they'll take him over. Uh, The Aztecs will be taken over by a guy named Hernán Cortez, And uh, the Incas are the largest imperial state, or at its largest, uh, was about 2,500 miles. Uh, It stretched up and down the Andes Mountains and into uh, the Amazon rainforest. Uh, They had a very bureaucratic system. Um, with a divine ruler at the top known as Sapa Inca, and then they had 80 provisional governors that kind of ran things, and then they had local officials in towns that that ran things, and then over all those they had, well, not uh, other than the the ruler, over the the provincial governors and the local officials, they had inspectors to to make sure things were happening. Uh, A couple unique things here, though, with this government and why they need a government structure like this is because the... um, the government, the Sapa Inca, owns everything. He owns all the land and all the food that's produced in it. And so uh, when you grow your crops, you then turn them into the government. And then the government puts them in storehouses, and then you can get what you need based on what your family needs. As well as uh, families then are grouped to organize this and to make the provisional governorship and the local officials be able to carry out their stuff easier into smaller units. So you have um, units of 10, 50, 100, 500, 1,000, 5,000, and 10,000. So you have a way to organize the people so you can kind of uh, uh, do this. And you need a, a strong bureaucracy to be able to pull this off. You can't do this without that. Um, and then to keep track of all this stuff and what's in the storehouses, they continue the uh, writing, well, it wasn't really a writing system, but communication system um, with the kipus of the knotted strings. So they continue that. And um They also had a different language. They spoke Quechua, and they forced uh, the people that they conquered, and this was much resented by the people, to learn Quechua and be able to speak it. They had to learn Inca culture, and at times they were forced to move to new lands based on where the Incas wanted them to keep them from having too much power. Um, But after they got and adopted Quechua and the Incan culture and moved to those lands if they were forced to move, they weren't bothered much after that. It's not like they were uh, constantly being persecuted or something like that. They, they would live normal lives after that, but uh, they had to kind of fall into the Inca ways of doing things. Um, and so uh, as part of that government-owning everything, uh, this led to a labor system known as the Mita system, um, which uh, you would turn in your some of your farm goods or all your farm goods to them. You might serve in the military. You might serve in a mine. So you might be mining gold or, um, or silver. And it, it could be any of those things, but that's kind of your, that's kind of a major tax on you uh, for it. And uh, because the government though owned all this stuff and to reward the people for what they were doing, they, they would host elaborate feast for everyone to um, kind of uh, celebrate the Incas and celebrate what was going on. Um, now, uh, what we see kind of going on in kind of a comparison of these two, the Incas and the Mexico or the Aztec, um, there, there are a couple of similarities and a couple of differences. One, we can see there's a major difference in those economic systems going on. You've got the, the push towards markets and trading in the Aztecs. And then for the Incas, they're really kind of the government's controlling that stuff. Um, similarities, though. Uh, Some similarities between the two, though, we're seeing things like uh, men and women are kind of um, not treated as poorly as you might see in in Europe and in the the, uh, old world, but men are still greater than women. However, each have their own spheres of influence and what they can do. So there are certain cults that go around women, certain cults that go around men, and women and men get to be leaders of those priests and priestesses and stuff like that. Um, They both really focus on both the Aztec and Incas focus a lot on the sun and the moon, and um, both men and women in in the Inca. So this is a little di- different, but the Inca uh, women could have a say in government, actually could help rule, uh, and were looked at as partners in that. Um, in both these, though, women's uh, jobs were not looked at as inferior, but as something that was needed, and um, yeah, it's kind of the, the, the main similarities and differences we see. Um, i trying to think if there's anything else to, to bring up there that you might want to know. Um, one way that we see kind of men and women uh, ruling together in the Incas is, I, I told you about the, the Sapa Inca, he's the leader of the Incas, he's the male. Uh, he's looked at as the kind of sun god reincarnate on earth. Um, then you have the Koya Inca, who's uh, the, the female god. Um, the the moon goddess, and so um, you have that going on, and that's the Sapa Inca's uh, wife.